and so what's splashing? You are now tuned into Siren Sundays, and on this episode, we have the wonderful Melissa Ingram from the 100K Tree Planting Initiative. Welcome, Melissa. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. You know, you hold a special place in my heart. This platform would not exist without the Sustainable Lifestyle Group and without this 100K Tree Planting Initiative. <laughs> I don't know, maybe it would have, but I'm glad we, we got to that portion to get it started where it's at, because you've been doing a great job, so. <laughs> Thank you so much. So I see we have some viewers already tuning in. Definitely say hi in the comments. Let us know where you're viewing from. Let us know who you are. And while you do that, Melissa, can you briefly tell us who you are for those of the viewers that didn't watch any of the past episodes where you were actually on before, let us know who you are, what you do, what is this 100K Tree Planting Initiative? Awesome. So my name is Melissa Ingram. Um, I'm actually a project manager at the Department of Environmental Planning and Protection. Um, I am also the acting leader of the Bahamas 100K Tree Planting Initiative. Um, and what is that? Well, it's basically one portion of a, a lot bigger project trying to plant one million trees in the Caribbean. I mean, I was just doing my my part to make sure our country also contributed towards that. Definitely. And before we start kicking off, I do want to say thank you to our episode sponsors, the Bahamas Protected Areas Fund. We'll see a little bit about them further into the episode. So for those viewing, this is who this episode is being proudly sponsored by. So Melissa, tell us a bit about how you got into even working in conservation in the environment. So some of your background and education and your experience and stuff like that. Yeah, so I know in hindsight, a lot of people see me on the terrestrial spectrum, but I actually came from a really heavy marine background. Um, and I would say my earliest memory of environmental anything was going to like the brief summer camps back to back like when I was, when I was in primary school. Um, so that was like really the introduction of marine environments, but generally Bahamian environments as well, and learning the importance, why they should be protected, where conservation in the Bahamas really ties in. Um, and, you know, that kind of got me into doing a dad certification in grade eight with the same group of cousins and friends that we always did the summer camps with. Uh, so that's that's really how I got into it. Um, there's a lot of opportunities here in this country. Um, that I've also explored a little bit of. Um, I'd love to encourage everybody to do what they could, like look around the different islands, what NGOs are there, what organizations are there, what are they doing, how could you get involved, any educational opportunities that they have. You know, able to do something in, in any, any venture. There's always something new, always super cool and um, For instance, I've done the internship with the whale camp in Abaco, um, Bahamas Marine Mammal Research Organization. So that was really cool. Uh, in the group, we got to come on the water every single morning, sunrise to sunset. We learned about dolphins and whales, how to track them, population densities, using sonar, that kind of good stuff. I did a bonefish-centric week at Island School in Aluka. Uh, I did a month at the Shark Lab, Bimini Biological Field Station, uh, learning different methods of catch and release for, for sharks and their types, species, patterns of population and densities again, but also just behavioral patterns as well. There's so much to learn with every opportunity that comes up. Um, and, you know, 
being on this side of it now and looking back, there's even more that I'm only learning now that I wish I knew about. Um, so just like I said, look at the different islands, look at what NGOs or other agencies are there and what's going on and try to get involved in what you could. Definitely. So the 100K Tree Planting Initiative, and we're going to dive into your beautiful PowerPoint right now, it's actually over. Is that correct? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, so did we do it? Ooh, that's the big question everyone keeps asking. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the 100K initiative, basically in 2019, there was a climate change summit that happened. Um, usually with those kind of conventions and meetings, there's representation by persons from every country at a, at a youth level, at a general level, at a political level. Um, so Chaz Garraway, we had an ambassador, he went there during that year and he was able to meet some other concerned person. Intent is basically just to coordinate and encourage climate action at a regional level. Um, and with that, the Caribbean Tree Planting Project was born, aiming to plant 1 million trees. So this is how the 100K came along. Yeah, so I, I made this little PowerPoint, not to overwhelm you guys with pictures, but just to kind of recap what was done for the 100K initiative um, and if we did it, if we made the goal or not. Um, so in March, March 5th, of 2020, we did have a launch activity that took place at QC, Queens College. Um, and we had a preparation meeting the night before with some of the initiative advisors and team members. It was really fun and planning and coordinating. Um, the day of the event, we were joined by Mrs. Patricia Minnis, um, the spouse of the Prime Minister, who accepted our invitation to be the patron to the initiative, as well as Minister Romuald Herrera of the Ministry of Environment and Housing. Um, and of course, the wonderful Bahamas Forestry Unit. We have been working with both senior forestry officers and their director as well throughout the entire thing. So really great way to kick it off. So where are you guys here? Bulligan Island, lovely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we, we did a um, launch activity on Blue Lagoon. That was two days after the launch event. Um, and why it was really important in doing a launch of collection is because 100,000 trees is a lot. How would we sustainably, affordably meet this goal of doing all of these trees to be planted? Um, one way that we were able to do that, uh, I got into gardening with my dad. It turned into getting into like a horticultural realm, like, hey, can I get a clip in it? Let me try to catch this plant. Uh, so it's more so like, can we try and utilize that mind frame, that methodology in a way that supports the Bahamian natives? Um, so with that, just identifying places that has like, you know, when the fruits drop off of trees and their seedlings sprouting up, that have to just be weeded out of the landscape, targeting those plants that could be used and could just be reallocated. Um, instead of them just being weeded out. And this activity started that process. We worked with the Boy Scouts and the Environmental Group from Queens College as well. Of course, Blue Lagoon hosted us, so we're really appreciative to them for that. And this was all coordinated by Dr. Ancelino Davis. So very, very fun activity. And it started 
how we supported the entire project. And the next slide also has some more photos towards the collection activities. Um, you know, this whole thing took a lot of volunteers, but in the era of COVID, we only had certain size groups that we were able to accommodate at a time. Um, so the activities, some of them had, you know, soil and pots at the sites where we just went from collecting to potting. And then some of them were just collections where we held the plants in water just to give them a little bit of extra love infection before doing potting activities later down the line. Um, so on the two, the two photos to the right, one was hosted by Dr. Davis again, Dr. Leno Davis, and then one was hosted by Ms. Anessa Lundy. It was a mangrove potting activity at Doris Johnson, which I think was really fun. The students were really interested in that one. That's good. I'm glad students got involved. Yeah, it's just so exciting to see all the pictures coming back, I think, of the yeah. whole process. Um, we also did about six tree giveaways during the whole um, time period. So we did one at three different fresh market locations. Um, we had two giveaways to urban renewal centers here in Providence. And then we also did one at Project Ice and one to another community in Nassau as well. <laughs> yes, Carwin. Um, we also were able to conduct some coastal planting activities. Uh, two of them, particularly, they took place at Saunders Beach. Um, basically, in trying to find a location for a planting, when you have invasive species like Scavola and Casarina on the beaches, you don't really have the proper ecosystem function that the native plants should be brought into. They won't be able to grow in those conditions. So Saunders Beach was like a perfect setting of, you know, all the invasive switches removed a couple of years ago. Um, it's a good in terms of a public display for how a proper dune should function. What is the ecological function of a beach? Because you see when the storms come, the surges in the road, you see all the sand in the road. And if you had proper plans to stabilize the dune, you shouldn't see that. So this is theoretically speaking or scientifically speaking, you should see those kind of outputs change over time with these plants having been added. So we are really, really grateful to work with Rotor Act as well as Public Parks and Beaches towards all of this and the initiative team as well. Nice. And the the last major pillar of the initiative um, have been the island shipments. Um, I know in the Bahamas, when you say, oh, I'm from the Bahamas, then you ask like, which island are you from? Like people are really, really specific to their one island. And it's one thing about me that I am not. I, I am not, I won't, I won't say that's selfish, but I'll say that I wish we do include the other islands in more things. Um, and that's, that's just relatively speaking, like if I'm on another island and instead of me excluding the rest, like let's think about the other islands before we do things. So with this initiative, all of the work that we've been doing, we did ensure that it was you know straight across the board in a ratio. Every island that we were able to work with and partner with received something significant. Um, so we did work with eight islands total uh, over many months since November of 2020 to just last month, June of 2021. We've closed the full shipment phase where we sent 30 pallets total, um, about 1,600 plants to the islands that we were working with. 
So it's really, really exciting. The, the next slide will show you some of the pictures um, of just the recipients. Um, the first one with the blue shirt is in Grand Bahama. Um, that's the planting on a public park. And then the second photos are in Long Island, persons who received. Um, I did have a lot more pictures. Like I said, I just did not want to overwhelm you guys, but this is definitely my favorite aspect of the whole initiative, just seeing the output, seeing the people receive them where they are, seeing them being planted, and also some photos in terms of just the progress of the plants that were planted that they received. Like, oh, they're still doing well. They're not dead. They have new leaves. They might have fruits on them. It's really cool. <laughs> Because that's the biggest thing too, right? You have tree planting initiatives, but it's so important to make sure that these trees actually survive. So that's good that you have people on the different islands that are actually participating in the planting and in the maintenance of these trees. So now, <laughs> did we do it? As everybody likes to ask. Um, well, I would like to tell you guys that yes, we were able to meet the goal. Um, we have documented a total of 126,490 trees planted in the country. Um, with that, I would just like to say that we, as the initiative team who worked towards this, we were able to provide about 3,500 plants, um, which sounds like a very, very small number, but let me tell y'all, that was a lot of work. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it took a lot of effort, um, but, you know, we were able to pull it together and the remaining numbers actually came from the two other categories um, that we would have been working from, which would be the public report form. Uh, we had about 14,000 trees reported to that method. Um, and then we also had ongoing projects, which would have been any landscape companies that have been mainly planting, any farmers who have done mass plantings on their um, properties. Um, as well as restoration activities currently happening. Um, and that actually alone was over 100,000 um, trees recorded. So definitely beat everybody's expectations, but we made it nonetheless. <laughs> uh, we were able to work with over 100 youths under 35 years of age. Nice. Uh, we did work with more than 36 partners collectively in the Bahamas. Um, so networking has become a real thing and definitely part of the success. We couldn't do it without the persons that we worked with. Um, and as it relates to the islands, we did work with Abaco, Andres, Cat Island, Eleuthera, Exuma, um, Long Island, Grand Bahama, Nassau, and then we had numbers reported for trees planted from Managua as well. Nice. Yeah, so as it relates to the to the regional effort, I did want to just kind of highlight a few of the other countries. So there there were supposed to be 10 countries on board, all aiming for 100,000 trees. And there are currently 20 countries to the full report that have participated. Um, but these, these country leaders right here, I have been working with Literally since the very, very, very beginning, we have had many nights, many meetings trying to figure out, hey, how is this going to work? How can I learn from you? How can you learn from me? Like, you know, how are we going to track the numbers? There's, there's been so much that we put into this. And just for all of us to see the output at all, you know, was not in vain. It definitely reaped a reward. So um, Haiti planted just under 700,000 trees. Jamaica planted just under 500,000 trees. And Trinidad planted just over 3,000 trees. 
Um, and you know, there's, like I said, there are up to 20 countries participating. So there's much more to talk about, but I just wanted to at least let you guys know that there, there are other contributors to where we're at. And based on this, did we meet the 1 million trees number? Well, again, very happy to let you know that we did. Uh, we have made it to 1.5 million trees documented in the region of the Caribbean. Um, which is what the goal was, one million trees. So we're, we're above that, but you know, the more trees, the merrier. Um, if you've seen like all of these other regions in the world doing mass planting activities of billions and millions of trees planted at a time, we just wanted to coordinate the Caribbean in country global effort. So here we are. <laughs> awesome. Let's get back to that. So I do have another question. Um, obviously, you know, it's great to plant trees, but what are some of the more significant reasons why we plant these trees? Why were we aiming for any sort of large number of tree planting? In the Bahamas? Well, this initiative on the whole, but yeah, the Bahamas specifically as well. Right. So the major reason of the entire regional by the Caribbean Philanthropic Alliance would have been climate change. Um, so the United Nations has declared that we have until 2030, the, the decade basically 2020 to 2030, to plant up to 1 trillion trees globally, which should reduce the rising atmospheric temperature by 1.5 degrees Celsius, um, which, you know, sounds really small in hindsight, but it's definitely a major contributor to a lot of the like climate changes that you see, like the intensified storms, rising sea levels, natural disasters. Just blame it all on climate change. Why don't you? Like, you know, definitely. And so we are, and I always wanted to do this. So we are going to take a quick pause and have a word from our sponsors, <laughs> our sponsor. So we're going to let that video play real quick. What do defensive linemen, speed bumps, and the corners of coffee tables all have in common with mangroves? They all stand in the way of fast-moving and potentially destructive forces. Believe it or not, mangroves are not only essential to our ecosystem, they are also the first line of defense against the winds and surges of hurricanes. They help to protect our property, our economy, and our very lives. The Bahamas Protective Areas Fund is committed to protecting Bahamian mangroves and we're making it easy for you to do the same. Link up to protect the mangroves by raising funds to plant and preserve our country's most important natural defenses. Just $12 plants a single mangrove tree, while $25,000 plants an acre. Every contribution counts. Help defend the Bahamas for this generation and the next. Visit bahamasprotected.com slash link up to learn how you, your family, or your organization can link up to protect the mangroves. I love the relevance, right? <laughs> it's so important to plant these trees and get out there and do the work, you know? So thank you to Bahamas Protected Areas Fund. And guys, remember, if you want to find out more, you can hit www.bahamasprotected.com. But back onto you, Melissa. So now that the tree initiative that you've been leading has ended, what's next? What's next for Melissa? What's next for tree planting in the Bahamas? Uh, so I can't speak the generally tree planting. <laughs> 
Bahamas. Um, but I could say that there are like, you know, other restoration activities still going on the Northern Bahamas Mango Restoration Project um, under Bahamas Internet and Trust and Mine. Um, they have been actively planting mangroves in Grand Bahama and Africa. Um, and I believe that's, that's going to be like, you know, a project going on for a while. So if you want to get involved, definitely reach out in that kind of way. Um, I'm sure there are going to be other projects as well coming up in the same realm of decade of the restoration, basically, um, aiming to do tree plantings. Um, so I would just encourage everyone to stay on the list of what's coming up next. Uh, related to the initiative, I'll just give a little hint. If y'all look out on our, on our page, we having another coastal planting activity. So it's just not confirmed yet. Um, but once we do get confirmation on that, we will see it announced by our page. Um, and if we do get a go on that, that is for July. So oh, that's this month. Stay tuned. Um, and then there was also a mass planting activity. Um, that I had planned since the beginning of the initiative. I wanted it to be first, and then we made it last. But because we had ended um, a lot sooner than expected, it's not going to be an activity under the initiative, but it will still take place just separately under the sustainable lifestyle. But that is still in planning for 2022. So again, just stay tuned on our pages. And once we start announcing it, I promise y'all won't miss that. But uh, super excited. Um, and I mean, besides plant stuff, I, like I said, I'm a project manager at the Department of Environmental Planning and Protection. Um, so, or proper term anyway, National Project Coordinator for the IW Code the Bahamas Project, which stands for Implementing Land, Water, and Ecosystems Management in the Bahamas. Um, mm -hmm. So my project is focused on East and Grand Bahama. Um, it's funded by the Global Environment Facility, it's implemented by the United Nations Environment Program, um, and it's executed by my office staff. So that's that's what I've been working on actually since January 2020. I started both um, my job and the initiative at the same time, so now I'm going to be able to focus on one. <laughs> yeah. But you did great. You did great doing both. And we're so happy that we met the goal for the 100K Tree Planting Initiative. And that there's so much more to come, especially if Bahamians just want to get involved. Guys, you don't need Melissa to lead the initiative for you to plant a tree. You can just do that and you can have a greener yard, have a greener neighborhood, greener community. Greener is such a weird word to say. <laughs> Nonetheless, so I put the page link in the comments. Feel free to check out the Sustainable Lifestyle page on Facebook. Follow them, make sure you're up to date with their events. I know I will be there when they have this coastal planting, if it's confirmed. And before we head out, I have two final questions for Melissa. One being, what's your favorite sea creature and why? <laughs> uh, I really like belugas, beluga whales. Nice. Yeah, I really don't have any reason. I just, I feel like they're my spirit animal. They just float around and make weird, silly faces at people, play catch. I don't know, I guess because of the videos that I see from social media, that's the impressions that I get from them. And I, I just really like them based on that. But I've never seen one. They live, you know, where it's cold. I just like the cold, so I might not see them. <laughs> so support them. Yes, and I will show a, a painting that my friend gave me for my birthday of some yeah. balloons. Oh, that's gorgeous. 
Yeah, so they're really cute. <laughs> and I think they might be cuddly. They look very soft, like big marshmallows. Yeah, if you see some videos of them, like, making faces of people, when they turn, you'll see, like, a ripple through their body. Yeah. <laughs> jiggle, definitely. Yeah, they jiggle. Do you have some final thoughts for our viewers? Like, maybe something inspirational and motivational that you might want to leave them with before we end this wonderful first episode of season four. Man, I don't know how motivational I'm about to be, but I, I guess I would like to encourage persons to be mindful um, to the environment. I know a lot of people think that when you talk about climate change and climate action, it's like, oh, these people just tree huggers. Like, you know, Literally. they just talk about the environment. But, you know, for us to live here on this earth, like it, it's definitely a lot more than just let's develop and then let's live in the areas we develop. Like we, we have to live in tandem with the environment and we're gonna see a lot of negative effects if we do not do that. Um, and of course, like like the entire purpose of the initiative, by 2030, we need to start making some drastic changes in terms of supporting the environment so that we're not really impacted by the change to come. So my takeaway message is basically, this fight is not just one for the scientists and the environmentalists. This is one that we all have to, you know, come together and figure out what are we going to do next. And we have to do it now. Like you know, we have to we have to make noise. We have to do it now. Definitely. I know earlier when I was on my Instagram live, one of the things I kept repeating was, "You have to just do it." And even just thinking about the show, and like we said, Siren Sunday started in the sustainable lifestyle group. And you and I, I'll never forget having that conversation of. Oh, well, I really want to do a show, Melissa. Do you think you guys would be interested in me doing shows for you guys? And I was so hesitant, but you definitely encouraged me. And it's, it's one of those things where you just have to do it. If you have an idea, if there's something that you really want to do, especially if it's something that's going to benefit more than just yourself, like the world, just do it. I mean, you didn't have to pick up this tree planting initiative, but you did, and you did it. And obviously, based on the results, you did well. I mean, you planted over 120,000 trees across the country. You could have also just done it in Nassau. You were inclusive and you thought about the other islands. So thank you so much for all your work with that. We really are looking forward over the next couple of years to just seeing how some of these sites benefit, especially Saunders Beach, because I remember that's where you guys planted some of those coastal plants. And every time I drive there, I'm always like, oh, yes, look at the plants that Melissa they planted out there. <laughs> so I'm definitely looking forward to seeing some of the benefits of that. Um, before we close, I'd also like to say again, thank you to our sponsors, the Bahamas Protected Areas Fund, and thank you all so much for riding the Siren Sunday's wave. Hope to catch you all next time, and always yours, Lashanti the Siren.